This country is doomed. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, David. Taco here. And I'm Wolfie. And we have a very special guest today, Mr. DB, Mr. Donnie. Um, Donnie is outside of my immediate family. He is the oldest person, friend that I have, that I still know. I've known you now. Um, I was figuring it up the other day. We're right on 40 years. Don't you Good feel old? Morning. No, I'm young. <laughs> I remember you, <clears throat> the day we moved into our house across the street, I was out in the yard playing with a boomerang. That shows how old it was. Mm-hmm. And I got it hung up in a pine, in one of our pine trees. And you come out and you were like, oh, I can get it for you. <laughs> you shimmy yeah. up that tree and we, and we got pine sap, pine tar all over. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we've known each other a long time. Um, long time, brother. You want to give a real quick kind of introduction as to uh, who you are, what you've done, your background a little bit as to how, because uh, we're going to be talking about um, the police and uh, how um, society in general government. right now, the government, how, how, how some of your personal experiences, background, how that would play in. Well, uh, 20 years in law enforcement, and that would, that's to include uh, two contracts, one to Iraq and one to Afghanistan. So basically, you know, uh, I, that's what I did, law enforcement. That was my, uh, my niche, so yeah. to speak. So law enforcement and military both, right? No, no, no. Law enforcement, and I was a private contractor. Ah, Okay. The the first contract was a uh, uh, law enforcement contract, and I was uh, in Missoula, Iraq. Kind of like uh, Blackwater. Well, uh, <laughs> Blackwater was a uh, private contracting company. Yes, I did not work for them, but it's similar. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, though, the the first contract was a law enforcement contract where uh, uh, you know. Station. I was in uh, Missoula, Iraq. The second <clears throat> was in Kabul, Afghanistan. I did diplomatic security at the embassy in Kabul, Afghanistan. So uh, you've got to, uh, <clears throat> plenty of experience as to uh, the police world and the policing world. I don't know. How, how do you feel today then looking at how, how our society has shifted into uh, how we treat the police now? I mean, did you ever think it would get to where it is now? You know, uh, of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Right. But no, I never, I never envisioned that uh, the, that law enforcement would be demonized right. and politicized like it is now. Yeah, it's it's uh, 
and, and what's unfortunate, what they've done is they've created an environment now to where uh, law enforcement agencies are nothing more than, than pawns on a chessboard. That's it. Yeah. A, a, a pawn is a valuable piece in this match, but uh, it's also one of, you know, that uh, can be sacrificed you know, right. <laughs> at the drop of a hat, at the drop of a hat. And, and so, lately but, it seems like they've been uh, willing to sacrifice quite a few. Oh, there's, there's been plenty of sacrificial lambs. There's no doubt. Yeah. But, but to get to your point, would I ever thought that, uh, you know, people would openly, like we saw with those videos and the riots and so on and so forth, uh, uh, try to demean and even challenge uh, police officer standing there. Yeah. No, I never thought it would come to that. No, I was just going to say, but it has. But go yeah. ahead, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. <clears throat> which I, you know, had we had talked earlier on some things, but uh, um, yeah, Kentucky is yeah trying to pass a bill. Um, right. On uh, they're wanting to make it for anyone who accosts insults, taunts, or challenges a law enforcement officer with offensive or derisive words or by right. gestures. So I guess you can't even flip them off. Um, well, or other physical contact, which they're throwing other physical contact in there with all of the other that they're trying to tie it in with would be any of those things that would have a direct tendency to provoke a violence, violent response. So they're they're shifting the blame off of the person saying something or doing something to that they're going to provoke the officer to do something violently as a response back. Uh, I, I don't know uh, these lawmakers. Uh, I don't know if it's something that you know if their intent is is a huge word right there. Right. You know, is is it to protect the police or is it to create? <clears throat> More chaos. The uh, the thing about it is, like you were talking about with you know flipping somebody off. Well, the Supreme Court has already ruled on that, right? And so, uh, and and so that that'll never float. Well, they continue to use the word hate speech, and the Supreme Court's already ruled on hate speech. Hate speech exactly. is not a thing; it does not exist. Right. Um, uh, it's kind of like obscenity. <clears throat> the one justice that his statement was, you can't define it, but he knows what it is when he sees it. Right. So, but they're, they're going this to the point that said you would be guilty of a misdemeanor and face up to 90 days in jail and fines. I, I don't see, um, I don't see the bill. I don't see it even making it through, no. even, a, you know, even, you know, through the Commonwealth. That's so, a Gestapo level, like. I mean, I'm all for 100% protect police. You should respect the police. Like you said, I don't know what they're, they're, they have to have an end goal that isn't what it looks like at face value. I mean, I think they're, they're continually trying to mix, conflate the ideas of verbal and physical. Right. um, which, I mean, I've heard a lot of people already talk, talking about when you say, if you're saying mean things to me or, you know, and, or they use the term hate speech, that they're right. taking that to the extreme that it is an actual physical assault. That because when you say that, you raise my blood pressure, you physically affect me. 
Sure. And that's physically assaulting me. And that they they have they want to get rid of the First Amendment. I mean, they're trying. Well, they're not. They can't get rid of it. They want to redefine. And the way they're doing it now is we're redefining everything, whether it's gender, whether it's um, what violence is, what yeah. speech is, what's acceptable. Again, again, Dave. I, I think I think when it comes to uh, legislation like that. It's what's the intent behind it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will just say uh, I'm all about, you know, uh, the protection of law enforcement. Uh, I'm all about uh, uh, trying to maintain professionalism. But I will also say this, and this is not a derogatory remark, but if you can't handle somebody you know, uh, calling you a name, then you, you probably shouldn't be in law enforcement. Right. Yeah. Because I, I heard a really interesting comment the other day <laughs> is that if you're not offended by anything, then everything that's said to you is just comedy. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's, that's something similar to what, like I kind of say is I'll make fun of everything. Then I'm not discriminating on anybody or anything. I mean, sometimes well, that can angle. get a little rough, but still. But I think I think as what is the what are the uh, legislators? You know, what are they trying to accomplish right. by this? Is is this again using law enforcement as a pawn on a chessboard? Right. For Mil- some, un, uh, you know, I, I don't know. To slowly uh, militarize it, the police and maybe merge it together. It, it just looks well, like they're trying to, like I said, Dave was saying, it's a war against the First Amendment. And that, oh, you know, we're all, and now all of a sudden it's, 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 it's okay to be behind the police. And we really support the police because just last year it was, we're going to defund all of them. Right. But now it's like, oh, we got to support them. We got to take care of them. And they're using it to push an agenda of, you can't actually say what's on your mind. Because I was surprised at that post as to how many people I knew that were supporting it, that were for it, that you would think, did you not? look at it and put a lot of thought into the ramifications of what that means. And mm-hmm. well, and a lot of it, people don't put a lot of thought into it. Sometimes they look yeah. at here, here, how, how does this directly do? I think this is a good idea. I don't care what it's going to mean down the road, but right. do I want people to be nice? Yes. Well, you would be, ha- you'd be surprised on like how many young people actually think that it's legal to throw rocks at riot police. Right, <laughs> because they well, watch it, and yeah, that's all you see. Yeah, but you know what, though, Dave. I mean, the bottom line is this: you cannot legislate morals. No, you can't do it. And if you don't have the decency uh, enough not to, you know, shout obscenities at the police, do you think legislation is going to, uh, you know, deter that? Absolutely no. not. Well, like you, you know, said, it's it's illegal now to throw things. To physically assault them, but yet when right. you're in a city that the DA flat refuses to charge any of them with anything, right. that, then technically is it illegal anymore? Well, I mean, on the book, yes, but you know, it, it's you know, they, there you have it. But that person uh, hadn't technically committed a crime yet because they they weren't they were never charged, so they were still innocent till proven guilty. Right. So they never actually committed anything. They were. 
potentially did, I guess. But well, so right. that's that's right. the next thing is changing it from innocent till proven guilty until guilty until proven innocent. Well, that already is. That's but. where they're yeah they're taking it a lot that way, yeah. especially when it comes to Me Too and uh, unless your name is Cuomo. <laughs> well, you know what? Yo, now, and and speaking of that, I have no respect for that guy. I, I have none. Okay. However, he, just like anyone else, deserves the right to have his day. Right. You know, and so, uh, it, it, and so it can't go both ways. Just because I don't agree with the guys. Uh, probably agree with anything, right? You know, it, you know. I just I, wish I would they would have focused I, on it and went more with the nursing, the home. nursing home, right? But, but the point being is, as as someone that had done it for so long, you know, has done it for you know for so long, I would still, I I, I had a, a, a obligation to uh, protect the innocent. And everyone's innocent until proven guilty. Right. And so, uh, even if I didn't agree with you, you know, uh, the prime example, you know, the difference I think between, uh, you know, me and how I felt about my job was I I, I didn't agree with anything of uh, President Obama, but don't think for an instant I wouldn't have sacrificed everything to protect him. Right. And, and so that's, but that's a, that, that was just my makeup. You know, that's how I was raised, you know? And, and so, uh, point being is that you can legislate whatever you want to, but you can't legislate morals and you can't legislate character. Right. And, you know, yeah. so if, if someone feels like, you know, shouting obscenities at the police is okay. Well, that's on them. But you can't, you're not going to be able, you know, to, to legislate their their way of thinking. And I think that's it's like, wrong. It's like these sports teams that when the president says, hey, you know, you just won a championship, come to the White House and, you know, so I can give right. you congratulations. And there's these people that are like, I'm not going to go visit the president. No, I'm not going. You know, whether it's Trump or whether it's Obama or whoever it is, I would, I'm not like that. I mean, if the president of the United States says, come to the White House, if they call me on my phone and say, Mr. Russell, the president needs to meet with you tomorrow at noon. Can you be here? Yes, sir. I will come. Right. Because... Number one, whether it's whether it's Trump, whether it's Obama, whether it's Biden or whoever it is, will you come, Mr. Russell? Yes, yes, sir. I will be there as soon as I can. Right. You know, it's the president. It's the leader of your country, and he's asking for you to come and see him for whatever reason it is. Right. If you don't, if just you don't say I don't, since I don't agree with his politics, I won't go. You graciously accept the invitation. You may not like him. And that's fine. You don't have to like him the way we're set up in our country. You don't have to. But yep. he invited you. Come, be gracious, shake the hand, have the conversation, whatever he wants to do, and then just move on. It's not going to hurt you. It's right. not going to hurt anybody. If you can't respect, like if, you know, if you can't respect the individual, okay, but respect the office, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. and, and and so respect um, what it represents, anyway. Yes, right. exactly, and that's what should happen. 
this is this people with people like the sports teams and stuff like that. They just want a Super Bowl or a World Series. It's like, oh, I don't agree with Mr. Trump. I'm not going to go. Or, oh, I don't agree with Obama or Biden. I'm not going to go. I'm like, no, right. that's just you're just being stupid and you're being childish. OK, right. Put on your big boy pants, you know, and the president asks you to come. So you show up, you do your glad hand thing, and then you move on. It's not going to hurt anybody. You know, and, and it's just it's 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 just insane. Yeah. For the sake I could of never the I could never turn down that invitation. It just wouldn't happen. No. Dave, for the sake of the topic though, let me just let me just add that uh, regardless of whether you uh, an individual likes the police or not, the police is the is the bridges the gap between uh, a, a society and chaos. Right. And without them, without the police, you know, your stuff is going to be taken from you. Right. <laughs> you know, well, so and, you, and that's the I was going to say, you hear some people talk about, <clears throat> you know, and they, 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 I guess, fall in the more of an anarchist kind of mentality. But they look at, you know, when they're, they're really small government, they, they think the government, no one should be involved in everything, anything, that everything should be, they're against public roads, they think everything should be privatized. And, and you hear some of these people talk, and you're like, well, what's going to, like you said, what's going to prevent all these people from just coming and taking your stuff? Because it, right. then it just turns into yeah. who's got the bigger stick. Exactly. Um, that's when. That's when. That's the, one of the few times I'll agree with natural selection. Right. <laughs> and and yeah, not right. just the bigger stick, but who has the most sticks? Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. But they think, yeah. well, no. If you just let people be people, they'll just be good to each other. And yeah, it ain't gonna that, happen. No. no, that ain't gonna happen. That's the hidden <laughs> carrot that I doesn't mean, exist. All you have to do is look at a kindergarten class. As soon as the teacher leaves the room, what happens? Uh huh. Absolute chaos. And uh, and that's all we all are is uh, just a bunch of uh, kindergartners, mostly. If, if the very first story in the Bible is Cain and Abel, these guys are brothers, yep. and right. they couldn't live together. Right. Right. One of them so. killed the other one. We're, we're yep. not inherently good. We're just not. Nope. So nope, not at all. I think the the main conversation. I guess if we were going to kind of sum up this whole episode, I would like to think that it would be as far as officer and the gentleman fatal officer involved shootings <laughs> that how we don't treat them as individual cases or society isn't treating them as individual cases. They want to every single thing that happens is a representation of the whole. Right. And, and I right. think it, everything needs to be shifted back more towards Here's how you examine the individual case and the individual person. Right. Well, what's unfortunate is that until uh, until uh, uh, the government, be it uh, federal, state, or local, uh, until the uh, the ones that are in charge, until they they grow a set, <laughs> it's not going to be like that. And I mean, that's I'm telling you right now. You know. Right, but uh, most people don't. Most people in general don't even know what happens because by the time the case happens, 
it's so far down the road that nobody even has an interest in it anymore. But how well, the media is portraying it the day of and how I mean, even mm-hmm. like I've, I've got a few audio clips of some things I've threw together. And well, right um, now I'm a perfect example of that. It's like if I watch the news at that point, I would see what's on the news. But then I'm totally distracted by that hamburger Wolfie is eating and I want it. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got you. Um, but, you know, but still, and I guess what I'm trying to get at, Dave, is the fact that um, uh, people have been uh, molded now, uh, either through uh, educational institutions or uh, the, the mainstream media. Right. And, and, and so they don't care about the circumstances. They don't care what led up to anything. All they know is, is police are bad and, uh, they kill black men, right. put them in jail, you know? And so then that's what I mean by that. Until, until somebody has enough, uh, kahunas to say, you know what? Um, how about not trying to fire start me here? Right. Yeah. You know, like with George Floyd. Gaslighting. You know? Well, I mean the fact that they, they already paid out, his family. Well, okay. Let me, it, now, my view on that one. I'm, that one is uh, is is. Uh, I'm 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 not real happy with that one because what they've done is they've already sealed his fate, saying right. we're paying out because he's guilty. Right. There's no way the the two jurors that they excused today, both yeah. of them were because they said they made the comment, and I think they were just looking for a way to get out. Because if I was on that jury, I would definitely be looking for a way out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that they made the comment that they felt the fact that they paid, the city paid, that yeah. he must be guilty. Right, right. So, well, see, that's, I mean, you know, that's, now, to me, being the, the, uh, uh, the way that I think, uh, I mean, you know, that's, that was, uh, um, that, that was on purpose. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's flat out. That's on purpose. And uh, so the uh, but like with the situation with George Floyd, what a lot of people don't know or get or understand. And, you know, um, in my view, might even be uh, considered racist is that uh, you've got a certain uh, group of people that they don't care what it is. Just, you know, just, you know, let me get fired up so I can explode. Right. And so, so facts and, and reality don't matter. They're just looking for a reason to burn something down. Yeah. And that's, that's the bottom line. And I think the city's you know? going to burn regardless of what any, ver- well, the fact that they're not charging him with first degree um, means that they won't well, convict yeah. him of first degree. So even if they convict him of second and even manslaughter. Right. then that's still not going to be good enough for the ones who no. only want an excuse to go out and get a new pair of shoes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, and, and, and that, look at it like this too, you know, um, when you set yourself up as a, like, for instance, that DA there, I mean, you know, I have no use for the state of Minnesota. Maybe we could just give it to Canada, but, um, but anyways, what was the, what was the first thing? What is the first thing? Even not just in Minnesota, I'm talking even the guys that you know the police officers in Georgia and and the first 
first thing that happens is these these prosecuting attorneys come out like like you know they're you know the Lone Ranger uh, trying trying to you know put the world back into place and and uh, blast these guys and then make this ridiculous charge of uh, first degree murder, knowing good and well that. It's not going to stick, right. and so and so what they've done is they planted the seed in all these people's minds, and then then what happens when they have to reduce the charge? No justice, no peace. Right. That's what happens. You know, when when in, in all reality, it should have never been charged to begin with. Right. Yeah. I mean, because the facts of the case don't matter to most people, and then no, I they think care less. This jury. If any of the jurors were being honest, I think it would come down to just like the rest of the population is. It's going to be split. Half are going to think he's guilty regardless. Half's going to think he's innocent regardless. Right. And so I don't see how you could get a, a 12-person jury to come to an agreement on this. So it's I wouldn't probably, see him ever find anything. But I see a, all 12 convicting just because they feel they have to. Yeah, because they feel threatened. Right. Because th- yeah. that's what they said with the OJ when they talked to a lot of the jurors after the OJ trial, when they during the, when they acquitted him the first time, they said they felt they had to acquit him because of, of what, what happened. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That if they didn't, the city would burn. Right. Exactly. So. And, and well, and, and that's and that's a shame. It really is. Right. Uh, it's real. It's reality. Um, I tell you something too, guys. I don't know if you've uh, read it, um, but and I couldn't believe it when I when I saw this. Uh, apparently, uh, Minneapolis Police Department um, have that that knee on the neck as part of their as part of their training program. Yeah, yeah, I've seen there. There's the pamphlet of it that uh, yeah, it's an in a legitimate procedure mm-hmm. or, or yep. tech technique. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and so if I'm the defense attorney, you that going right? I'm going to say, hey, look, he's following uh, policy and procedure. How can he be? You know, if I was his defense attorney, I would do my entire opening statement with the officer on my neck with me on the floor while I gave my entire opening statement. What to prove that you could breathe and talk and all like that? Yeah, yeah. And see, see, it wasn't just this. Maybe right. it has to do with all the fentanyl and the methanol right. system. Yeah. 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 Well, that's uh, ultimately, um, that's what caused it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the, you know, the police officer didn't kill the dude. No. Uh, uh, you know, it and all when, exacerbated uh, it a little, but and right. on top of him having COVID in the past and who knows what kind of underlying things were still there. And mm-hmm. I mean, all of it. And he wasn't in the greatest of shape. Basically, by taking his whole stash of drugs in one fell exactly. swoop, right? He committed yeah. he committed suicide, right? Yeah. yeah. But you but you can't kill somebody is how they by law. If he actually would have killed him, if the neck move would have been what would have been death, you can't kill somebody while they're committing suicide. I mean, you right. you I guess you can and and you, you might beat him to yeah yeah you know. the. Uh, well, the thing about it is, uh, you had conflicting autopsy reports, right. and then what made it even worse is the, is the one that done a real autopsy uh, uh, backpedaled because I guess he was threatened, right? And and so uh, uh, 
that goes back to kind of what we've been talking about is the fact that I have absolutely no trust whatsoever in a government entity right now that it's pathetic. Right. I mean, you know, but if, they, if they you have can, said that they're not going to allow the autopsy that her family um, funded. That one's provide, not going to yeah. be, it's not going to be admissible, but, right, um, right. but, but as far as the, the, like we said, <clears throat> That's the problem, is that the facts and the courts, our judicial system means nothing at this point when it comes to any of these cases. You know, right. everything is we're going to try them in the court of public opinion. Hey, stop throwing up those gang signs there, Wolfie. <laughs> yeah. Wolfie's over here throwing up white power signs. Uh-oh. Let me wave back at him. No. Have they not taught you that yet, Wolfie? You can't do that. That he's, he's been is not. white power. W pay. <laughs> I thought that was like Illuminati. You know? I always thought caught it as a circle game and we got zero. to punch each other when you hey check this out. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. You got your finger in it. Yeah. <laughs> you got your finger in it, you got to hit the person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dave, what I was gonna tell you is, you know, I I know I know ground level uh, you know, FBI agents. That were that were good, you know. That were good people, yeah. and, and and did really good and did good jobs. The unfortunate part is that you'll never hear or see anything out of them. They're doing, you know, things that need to get done. What you're going right. to see and hear about, what you're going to see and hear about, are uh, you know, just like with uh, Comey, McCabe, and Strzok, and, and uh, you know. Uh, Bruce Orr, the DOJ. And see, what a lot of people don't get it, too, is the fact that even though uh, they're separate entities, they all fall under the head, the heading of the Department of Justice. Yeah. And and so they're constantly, you know, in contact with one another. These, these are not things that, you know, okay, well, the ATF does doesn't know about and, and blah, 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 blah. Well, they, the, the, the people on the ground may not know. But the upper echelon, I mean, they all fall under the same thing. And what's really sad is the fact that it's not about getting the job done, and it's not about getting the job done correctly. It's about how can we do it to fit a narrative. Right. You know, and that's what's unfortunate. Prime example, uh, have y'all seen the, the uh, all of a sudden uh, they've released this information from the FBI that said that uh, white FBI agents coerced or tricked black guys to killing uh, Malcolm X. Huh, no, I haven't seen any of that yet. That's one, that's, that's one of the, the, the greatest ones I've ever heard in my life. Hmm. They opened up the files that have been sealed for however many you know, years. Right. Are they public uh, now? Or? Yeah, they made it public. They had a, they had a press conference. It wasn't black men that killed Mac and Malcolm X. It was white guys that forced the black guys to do it. Yeah, because there's no such thing as personal accountability anymore. Well, there's no such thing as, uh, you know, it's 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 got to fit a narrative. Right. And the narrative is white police uh, law enforcement officers who are white males are the enemy. Yeah. And, I, and, and here's more proof of it. Look, they, they even took these poor old fellows and made them do their bidding. <laughs> but see, I mean, but see they stick that in everything, though. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are or what you do. If you do something wrong, you're a part of a, a greater evil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they don't. They can yeah, but there's take no it out as an individual. It's it's a massive soap opera for the masses. Well, it's like even with the January sixth thing. Even if let's say we say okay, this this entire capital thing, every single one of them there was. Let's let's assume their story that they're telling it. Right. Every one of them heard Trump. We we misunderstood what he meant by what he said, and we 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 went to the Capitol, and we're gonna hunt him down, and we're, it's gonna be a true insurrection. <laughs> And according to the news, they'll do it again. There, But there was not, out, out of all of this people they've arrested, and they've arrested hundreds. Yeah, yeah, and more are coming. Right. There's not one single gun charge out of any of it. There was not one single weapon, gun, recovered in the Capitol. Well, the only, the only person that was uh, shot and killed was killed by Capitol Police. Right. But that's not what and the news so, says. So if you're going with a crowd to overthrow the government in this right. country, would right. at least somebody not take a gun? Well, you would think. Yeah. You know, if that was if, if violence was your purpose, um, yeah. So the only but weapons however, they're claiming are like flagpoles, and they were carrying right, sticks right. and poles. And well, the the video right. of the Capitol Police leading them essentially to the Congress chambers, they claimed that, no, he was leading them away from where they were hiding. Right. And I don't know. The guy seemed panicked. I don't think that he was leading them away. I mean, he literally led them straight to the Congress chambers. You see that in the video. Well, you know, guys, what's unfortunate is the fact that um, everything, like I said, has to fit a narrative. And so you've got to spin this stuff up. But right. uh, the deterioration, the deterioration in law enforcement is is because primarily of the media. Oh, uh, definitely. You think think about think about when uh, Michael Brown incident. Right. Okay. Uh, have you ever in your life, just like with everything else? Okay, my, uh, uh, I, Michael Brown was a saint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, well, the entire thing—the hands up, don't shoot—is still pushed and said today, and none of that was true. Oh, exactly. Um, yeah. Did you guys see where they reopened that investigation? Um, um, I'm probably going to get slammed for this, but I don't—I don't remember the kid's name. The kid in high school that was Trayvon like, Martin. Yes, Trayvon Martin found in. They reopened his case. Huh. That was on huh. CBS this I have, morning. I haven't seen that yet. Day before yesterday, saying that um, the parents don't know what's going on. It was it was literally like two days ago on CBS this morning, saying that they don't believe that it was accident that somebody killed him. They didn't specify, but well, he did that's kill that's him. The he, kid. He, he, yeah, he, he did, did kill, kill him. him. Yeah, he killed him on yeah. purpose because he was on top of him, beating his head on right. the ground. I'd have shot him well, too. I hate to, no, not I him. Hate no, to, no, no, uh, no, 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 not him. The the guy, the black individual that climbed in, or what they say climbed into the rolled up mats. Oh, I don't. And know they who found that him is. smothered, or they claimed that he was smothered. Uh, oh, uh, I have no I, idea. Yeah, what I haven't heard know. that one. I thought you were talking about. Uh, no, 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 Trayvon. That uh, it was, it, he was in high school. That's kid out Florida. Yeah, I don't remember where the kid was, but he was. He was there. This happened a few years back. They have one surveillance footage of him walking into the gym, and that's the last surveillance footage. A black kid. Oh, oh, oh. And he in, crawled in the into, high school. Yes, yeah, in high school. In, the hi- he, in, a, in a rolled up wrestling mat. Yes, yeah, in a rolled up mat. I, and, I only really remember that because they did a Law and Order episode. 
They they mm. reopened that case uh, according to CBS this to morning. Say, but I'm sitting here. I'm sorry. Don't you I, shake I, your I, head at I'm, me, I'm, Wolfie. Yeah, shake your head, Wolfie. <laughs> Probably at me. He always gives me that disapproving look of. Uh... <laughs> yeah. No, I well, don't. I mean, no, I don't. Even though he is old enough to be my father. Hey, I'm just going to tell you straight up, though. If if you want to see Wolfie uh, total line, just go get Muncie and tell Muncie to tell Wolfie to clean his room. Right. That's it. Tall takes. I can read between the lines there, Wolfie. He was, he was uh, giving me a hand signal. I, I, I don't know ASL. Uh, what's unfortunate is... Uh, Something bad, yeah. I mean, you know, there's going to be there's going to be issues in Minnesota. It's going to happen regardless. Yeah. Oh, I though. I, I, hey, my favorite thing, my favorite thing that came out of uh, all this is those two words that they love: police reform. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, tell me what police reform means because I have no idea unless your name's unless you're AOC and then it's police elimination right right the uh, the, the most amazing thing as, as long as I did it the most amazing thing was to try to uh, uh, stomach if you if you want uh, these 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 people that don't have a clue what's going on don't have a clue you know of of what what I had to <clears throat> see on a daily basis and deal with on a daily basis, and then try to uh, Monday morning quarterback me right. or whomever you know, um, and, and that's that's all well and good, you know, uh, but but I, I assure you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> these Monday these Monday morning quarterbacks uh, don't know crap from apple butter. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's just, a, that's just the bottom line. Well, if and they, if uh, they want to get rid of the police, yeah, go ahead, well, go, go ahead, get rid of the police, put in military control. Well, that's Give us can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. But that's where the it's military, going. The, the military is a, uh, a broad sword. Law enforcement agencies are scalpels. And, yeah. and that's why it's, they're designed. Yeah, but that right way. now it's a dull butter knife versus we well, don't know. Well, the thing about it is, though, uh, and see, and uh, see, this is what I'm getting at as well. Can't take uh, you can't take a combat ready soldier, and and just because they're combat ready, uh, to, okay, well, you can do law enforcement duties. No, they can't. Right. Yeah. The, the the military isn't the police. But now, there's police know, inside the but military. People don't know that, and people would accept it if that happened. If they said that they were, if if something serious, like something worse than the riots that happened after George Floyd actually happened, I don't know what could get more serious. I mean, what Washington D.C. burning down, the Capitol riots, like the Capitol I mean, building burning yeah. down. Yeah, if if they got on daytime TV and told people we are going to pull out the police and we are going to put the military in charge, what do you think would happen next? Everybody would accept it. I know good and well that I would go to work the next day and I would have people saying that they support what is happening because that that shouldn't be what's going on. Right, but if they would have had just strong enough police leadership in some of those cities, like in Minneapolis and in Seattle, the woman in Seattle is she's a joke. You know, the, so like the mayor or the, or the uh, p- police bo- chief, both. Gotcha, <laughs> and gotcha. The, and the governor. Gotcha. I mean, they're yeah. all oh, yeah. that. You know, the summer of love well, see, what is what. Right. Well, 
the police could handle it. There's right. no doubt in my right. mind that they could. I mean, because as soon as, like, we'll take Chaz or Chop, whichever you want to call it, as soon as right. that started getting a little out of hand, and as soon as the riots there got close enough to the mayor's yeah. neighborhood, she put an end to oh, it. Yeah, that's, it was all over. They well, ended it in like four hours. It exactly. Done. Yeah. And that, there, there you have it. Uh, hypocrisy again. Right. And that, you also made another point as far as leadership. Well, you know, uh, there, are, there is none. And when, and when your mindset, you know, the, what a lot of people don't know uh, is that like a, a mentality of a police officer is I am a necessary evil. And and that's the way we that's the way the police have been treated, you know. That's just a necessary evil. I swear, we, I, I wish we didn't have to have them, but we do. Right. And you can tell the mentality of people by, uh, you know, what 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 does a you know a police officer what what's their average salary? They get paid as if they were a necessary evil. Now you can you know explain that to me. And so, but. The point being is when uh, when people that are in charge despise and and hate the police to begin with and take personal issue to begin with and then uh, uh, degrade them openly in public on the news, you know, what do you expect out of somebody that's getting browbeat from every you know direction? You have no leadership. That that's that's going to you know uh, uphold them, and when I say that, I don't mean cover up. I'm talking about upholding them, and and then of course you know uh, the public, uh, they hate them. I mean, you know, and, and so my question, even to this day, what's the incentive of anybody wanting to be the police in this environment? None. Well, there is happen- none. Well, what happens if there is none? Then the only thing left is. Military. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying with that. Uh, is but uh, you can't use the military on your own people. Well, you can if there's you no police. It. Yeah, but we'll we'll always have police until the red sun rolls in and uh, takes yep. over. Yep. Which yep. isn't uh, that long I mean, from we'll, now. Yeah. The way it looks. Wolfie said it's, he's uh, already uh, learning but, Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> may as well. <laughs> All I can say is you better like some General Chow because it's on its way. I actually you know. do. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> hey, I, I, do, I, I don't know why, but the only thing that I do at the house besides news is literally watch videos of Korean street food. That is one of the greatest things in the world, specifically if they're cooking with eggs. Oh my God. Don't get me started. Dude, I, I do that. I do that. I watch Korean street food on YouTube. Hey, if they're cooking eggs, you know it. You know something, yeah. something's going down. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I mean, and Whoopi's got an inside... Uh, knowledge on this as well and also you know i mean we used to spend a lot of time in a police car together too but um the sad thing about the sad thing about all this is were you in the back uh, or the front i just want to know well i've been in both (laughs) if you want to know the truth yeah Yeah. uh i do not like the back be honest with you Uh, um too cramped too cramped um 
there, there's not going there's not going to be um, how can I how can I put this? Uh, there, there's never going to be a happy medium with law enforcement because I'm telling you now, it's just like no one no one likes to be told what to do. No one likes their discrepancies to be brought out. And what does the police do? Okay, I mean, prime example: you stop, you know, stop somebody for speeding. You know, I would speed. That's not what it says, or you know, I mean, something that trivial. Think about it. Nobody, you know, nobody wants their uh, uh, faults to be noticed. You know what I'm saying? And except Karen, even if it's and even if it's just you know, you, you know, speeding. You know, they don't like that. You know, nobody, I used to say this all the time, nobody wants to see a policeman or a preacher right. unless something ha- unless something happened and they wanted you yesterday. Well, you can see all of the uh, defund the police people, groups, anytime anything happens, well, even like in Chaz and Chop, we're an autonomous zone, no police allowed, no, you know, anything, we're our <laughs> own government. Mm-hmm. As soon as something happens, what they do, they mm-hmm. call the fire department and they call the police. Well, of course. And see, and and uh, that's a good point, Dave. Is the fact that uh, it's it's kind of like it's that uh, what's uh, they hate you, but they but they need you. Right. They'll they'll never love you. They'll never love you. But they, but but they'll use you. They just love <laughs> having something to hate. I mean, even exactly. even with the bad stuff that's going on, I mean, yeah, there is some bad, but yeah, there's a lot that's not actually understood. They love hating something. Well, I watched a video back, uh, it's been a few months ago, but there's these people, and they were in the process of either rioting or they had come from their riot or they were going to their riot. Anyway, they throw a a brick or a rock or something at this guy's truck. And they think he's just going to just keep driving. He turns around on them and comes back to confront the group. It's probably about eight to 10 people and he's alone. And as soon as he goes to make that U-turn, the first thing out of you, you hear out of the mouths of the people standing on the sidewalk is somebody call the police. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I I did something stupid and threw a rock at another man's vehicle. Right. And now he's got the gall to turn around and and try to say something to me. Somebody call the law. And I'm just like, really? Oh, yeah. You just, this is just so stupid. How dareth thee? That's it to a T, though. I mean that's that's what happens. Oh yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. If, and if you want to, uh, I mean, you know, you talk about firing somebody up, Dave. I'm firing them up right now. If you want to talk about another huge reason why we're in shape we're in, it's because it starts at home. Right. You know, nobody's taught to respect anybody. You know, look at you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you can just look uh, at any of the you know, the front lines of any of the riots. When you see the people on the front line facing the officers, exactly. they're, when they're standing there screaming at them, calling them names, spitting on uh-huh. them, throwing things at them, oh, yeah. I can't yeah. imagine ever grow, growing up where that would be have have been acceptable. No, not at all. No, not no. especially considering that they'll have like little eight and ten year old kids behind them dressed like you'll have boys in bikinis <laughs> and girls. I don't understand it, you know. Well, when we were when we were talking about these people going to protest, and then you see the kids in the background, that is one of the stupidest things I have ever seen. Now I get that maybe you're mad about something and you want to go out 
and have your voice heard. But then you're going to like, you know, after seeing what's happened in our country the past year, you're going to go ahead and throw your four, five, six-year-old kid into a stroller and take them along with you. And then if something stupid happens, you're going to be pissed off at the law. Well, not well, only point, or taking- something, you know, number, number one, if you wanted to go protest, go protest. Have your voice be heard. But find a babysitter. Well, your your little girl or your little boy, they don't need to be coming along to this. Well, not There's only no that, reason for that. Not only that. But Other they, than the fact that, okay, hopefully something will happen and we can we can blame it on the law. Not only that. That's but dumb. Not only that. And I, trust me, like LGBT people, do your thing. I ain't got nothing against you. But they will bring these kids out here and forcefully dress them in certain ways that are very provocative and a little sad to look at. But it's it's you can't say nothing about that. And I don't know why. Like, I don't understand that. The, the, a, lot, a lot of times, well, and you probably know this. You guys probably know this anyways. But a lot of times, taking their children is deliberate because the children become a shield. Yeah. yeah. You, know, mm, yeah. You, you know, what's one of the things that a baboon will do if, if it's getting ready to get in a fight and it knows it's going to lose? It'll so grab at you them little ones. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious. That's yeah. serious. So grab a baby and uh, we'll, we'll, hold, we'll hold a baby in its arms yeah. until you know the, the threat leaves. And that's what's unfortunate is that's what you'll see a lot. Because then if something were to happen, you, you see what I'm saying? Right. I mean, it's, it's horrible. Uh, yeah, we used to catch a lot of yeah, shoplifters it makes it at Walmart the child was involved. that would do that with their child. Always exactly. trying to say, well, I, I know what I was doing was wrong, but I was doing it for my baby. Can can you not let me right. go this one time because I don't have anybody to take care of him and I don't want him to go into the system and, you right. know, right. trying to play on you to let him go. Um, but there were two times that I can remember that the we had runners and they left yeah. the child sitting in the cart while they took off yeah. to the, through the parking lot. Just abandoned. Well, that's just crazy. That's just that's just good parenting. That's oh, what yeah. that is. No, but I'm serious. Yeah, and you're right. Uh, that's that's uh, and that's what's unfortunate. And it's all about setting something up. It's all about you know uh, they've got they and this is what's cracks me up too is that people don't want to recognize. I mean, this is an organized. A lot of this stuff is just organized. They've got you know uh, even battle plan, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, but but as far as um, until until um, and I'm talking about politicians, especially because politicians uh, are the world's worst of using, uh, especially, you know, using law enforcement to uh, uh, be trying to show that they're politically sound. Or, you, you know, or they're trying to make a point somewhere and it's. They they could care less about the police, but they want to use them either as a good guy or a bad guy, and uh, so uh, public perception will never change until uh, number one. If you don't have a moral compass, it's not going to change anyways. Right. You know, and so um, well, but, but they don't people they don't in charge care about the ahead. police until they need to use them for a positive and, endorsement. Right. Exactly. They they don't like they yeah. like I said they don't care about the law until they want a positive endorsement from the police saying hey right. we're the police and we're behind this guy a hundred percent 
Right. That's when they care. Right. After that, that's nothing. You know, Here, here's a, little, a, a real quick aside. little audio clip from our uh, the former uh, vice president. Uh, kind of hard to hear. If I were your daughter, what advice would you give me the next time I am stopped by the police? If you were my daughter, you'd be a Caucasian girl and you wouldn't be pulled over. <laughs> So, so, which I know that was kind of hard to hear. That was a horrible recording of that one. But uh, it, it stood out. Though. Yeah, I mean, Biden saying to the girl when she asked him what what she would say if she was his yeah. daughter as a young black girl, and that's what yeah. you know. He just made a comment. If you know, yeah. So I I don't know either one. He's saying if she was white, she wouldn't be breaking the law. Or two, that only the police are only going to uh, harass black people. Yeah, that's uh, that's the narrative. Yeah, it's either way. It's but a a definite negative towards. You know, and and and, uh, there was there was a thing that came up. Uh, There was an incident that I was involved in, and uh, uh, NAACP and all this got they they started. You know. And, and at the time, of course, I worked for a, a chief of police that uh, was scared to death of everything, especially controversy. So he he let, he let these he let these quote unquote uh, members, you know, uh, run roughshod on us for a little while. Well, because of it, uh, I, you know, my statistics came up. And that, uh, and, and during this incident, the fiscal year previously, ninety-three <laughs> percent of any of my citations were were Caucasian, and I think it was eighty-six percent of any arrest that I made was Caucasian. Show me the discrepancy, right. and. You know, in numbers. How that did, I, how did know, they spend that? Well, well they they didn't. Uh, they couldn't. You know, ninety three percent of the tickets that I wrote were to white people. Eighty six percent of the rest I made were white people. Yeah. And so um, the only the only thing that they tried to spin up was, well, it's a predominantly white community. Right. You just didn't have a chance to you know to. But they were they were. Trying to get me, uh, what had happened was guy got hit. I was, you know, bottom line, you know, he took a butt whooping, and uh, and 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 well deserved one, by the way. And so uh, they were trying to say that you know uh, we went beyond, and that we were racist, and that we target. You know, I mean, and guys, this 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 incident happened. Now let's see, it's about twenty. Yeah, it's probably it's probably been about eighteen twenty years ago. So, so what I'm trying to tell you is this is not anything new. Right. It's just it's just broader. Who'd have thought that you know in 1992 that would have happened? Okay. Who would have thought that the Michael Brown thing, all this? Yeah. But what what has happened over these last several years is you've gotten more young people who uh, don't respect themselves. How, how are they going to respect a, a symbol of authority? They hate you. You know, I mean, they hate them. They hate the police. Right. And so now think about this, you know, uh, 
Now, they were trying to jam me up 18, 20 years ago for crap. Uh, now it's even more sophisticated with all the different ways that they can, uh, you know, social media and talk to one another and so on and so forth. And you can make up narratives. And and if anybody wanted to ask, would I believe that they would make up a narrative about the police? Absolutely. I think they would lie between their teeth to get something started. Right. You know, but I mean, this this, it's this almost, whole concept. <laughs> You, you you were talking earlier about the the January sixth riots and spinning a narrative in that particular instance. They're they're calling it an insurrection, right. but just yeah. a few years before that, when they were uh, putting Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court, the exactly. liberals went and it, nuts, right? And yeah. they stormed yeah. the Capitol, and they Pelosi started, gets up there, there and they started a fire inside. Yes, it's yes. the people's house. They have a right to be here. It's the people's house. They have a right to be here. So, you know, what was there's nothing different. Basically, citizens of the United States of America, they came to the Capitol building, they they entered, you know, but these people are these are my people, and thus it's okay for them. These are people that I think are on the right, and so they're not okay. So this is an insurrection. Right. Right. Guys, give me an idea. If let me give you an example of these people. If one is an insurrection, then so is the other one. Well, exactly. But and, and you're right, Randy. You are right. However, you, you know, uh, I call it I call it libtard logic. <laughs> and libtard libtard logic is uh, if you don't agree with me, then I hate you. Uh, and everything that mm-hmm. I say has to be, you know, golden. Right. You know, and, yeah. And, if and so, you don't agree with me, then obviously you're a racist or a bigot yeah. or something. Exactly. And I can't have a, a meaningful conversation with you because yeah, it's not. It's a even. A, it's a waste of my time yeah. to even try. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, and, yeah, and it's, it's, re- about, it's ridiculous. Well, and, and again, and, and the sad thing about it is, it's a moral corruption. That's that's the biggest problem. And um, and when you have when you have people uh, think about uh, like I said. 18, 20 years ago, what they were trying to say about me then. And I, guys, I'm going to tell you what, one of the funniest things that I've ever done is I looked at my boss and, uh, because I was, I was ordered, I was ordered to talk to the NAACP. Okay. Now they're, they are a separate entity. Uh, and this is what, uh, everybody should know. Anything that they do or say, I mean, that's fine. But they had no authority to uh, question you or anything else, and I knew that. But I was ordered to to uh, speak to these people, and so. But the funniest thing I the funniest thing ever is I looked at him and I said, "If this would have been a skinhead, and uh, you know these uh, Jack Buddha thugs come down here wanting to investigate me, uh, would you give me a thumbs up, talk to them, or would you just send them out here on their ear?" Right, because we think you're you're arresting and uh, ticketing too many white people. Right, right. But I mean, you know, just just the mere fact that one is pandered to, right, uh, and the other wouldn't be pandered to is is the, you know that's the point, and that's not racial. That's not racial. It's fairness. You know, they talk about uh, equality or equity. You know. Uh, there's no separate private entity that should have been asking me anything. And if I would have had a chief of police that had a set, 
you know, and I would have stood there and said, hey, listen, if you want to talk to me, that's cool, but you better leave these people alone. Right. Uh, that's what should have went on. But what's unfortunate is you'll look at, like, for instance, you'll look at these police officers and, and they'll do this, that, or the other. Why, why do you think that they do those things? Uh, because they have lack of leadership. You know, I mean, it's bottom line. It trickles down. For a reason. You know? Yeah. I just like, you know, this this deal with the, with the knee on the neck. Well, come to find out, guess what? They, they taught him to do that. Right. You know, so, um, but, but you're never going to win. You're never going to win. Uh, 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 the police, and they understand that. These these officers out here, that's why there's, you know, everybody thinks, oh, well, that's a, he's just arrogant. No, he's not arrogant. He doesn't trust you. Right, but it's getting <laughs> to the point now that, they don't even have to twist the story because they'll use the truth. Oh, take, uh, um, what's his name that was in Atlanta? Uh, Rayshad Brooks. That's what yeah. I like. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, break that whole story down. Here he is. He falls asleep in the drive through. He's, he's drunk. They get there. They get him out. They breathalyze it, you know, get him breathalyzer. He fails. They go to arrest him. All on camera. They go to arrest him. He fights back, you know, handles both of them, steals the one's taser, runs away, fires the taser at the officer. The officer shoots and kills him. In my eyes, 100% justified. Right. Right. You know, I I realize he didn't want to go to jail for DUI. He didn't want to get arrested. But now he's dead. And now... and. People are, they're not even trying to rationalize, well, they should have done this, should have done this, should have done this. They're like, no, the officer was just wrong for killing him. Because everybody skips the four steps that led to the shooting. Yeah. They say they shouldn't have killed him for yeah. for being drunk. They that's should it. have yeah. gave him a ride home. Right. Because that's what we do, is that this is a perfect world. And in a perfect world, maybe... Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, I could give him a ride home, take him home. But, yeah, then what happens tomorrow <laughs> when he gets out again and kills a family of four? Exactly. So exactly. people have to be held accountable for their actions. Well, and, and that's absolutely true. Um, but it's like you said, though. Um, what happens is uh, they, they forget about the fight that took place. Right. Where, uh, you know, and they forget about the fact that um, – he did take one of them's taser, and uh, that can be. If you tase me, you can kill me because I, I'm I'm gonna be you know, uh, at, you know basically at 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 the, your whim. You know if you're ta- you you can do whatever you want, and so there's there's so many factors, but <clears throat> it still goes back to. How the police have been portrayed, how certain environmental uh, or communities, how they view them. When when you grow up in in a home or whatever, and drug dealing is is the main employer, you know. <laughs> uh, well, guess what? Uh, you're probably not going to have a lot for the police. Okay, and so you've got now you've got generations. You've got generations. Of, of uh, men and women that have been taught from birth to hate the police, right? And then, they, and then that—that's what they teach their children, and so on and so forth. 
you know, and it's it, it, and you're right. It is taking the responsibility. Yeah, they should have given me more. They should have given me more or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Well, so my daughter used the example the other day. <clears throat> this was she was talking about somebody she had, was talking to at school, and uh, they made the comment because the they have. Uh, a safety officer outside the school now all the time. Uh-huh. And that she yeah. made the comment or the person made the comment to her um, that they feel scared every time that they go near them. And that's what she said that it, she kind of, it shocked her because she said she had never even thought that before could feel scared being around an officer. And she said, because, you know, we've always been around them. We, you know, yeah. how we, how we view them. And that's what I said, you know, and that's what we said. It was their, their family, how they were raised, you know, exactly. what, exactly. and you see people, and I hate it when you see people in the store that, you know, their, their kids acting up and then you see an officer walk by and you'll be pay, good. Right. I'm going to let him take you away. Right. So what do you think that's <laughs> yeah. instilling in that little kid then from the exactly. rest of their life? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's it. That, that, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. Um, and so you've got all these factors. I think I think we've covered the main ones. No, you know, from birth, because we have a sin nature, we don't like authority. Right. Okay, because we don't want to be told what to do. And then you know you have all these other aspects that come in. But I love I love when uh, someone will start. To, I, I've heard you know especially these. these uh, uh, crooked politicians, police reform. Well, how are you going to reform me? How are you going to reform the police? <clears throat> you know, tell me about that. What exactly is reform? Taking care of business? Because I'm going to tell you right now, guys, I, this is the honest and truth. Anybody else says they want the police to do what the police does. They just don't want to see how it's done. Right. They want the result. But they don't want to see how it's done. And in, in, in the process of getting the result, if something goes haywire, okay, then they're going to cut them loose. They're going to hang them out yeah, to dry. Plausible deniability. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like Jack but, Nicholson on the wall in A Few Good Men. In A Few Good Men. Yeah. Exactly. You know. And, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't even think about that, but that's exactly what it boils down to. And that is, and see, that's so obvious. Just like you were talking about with that stupid, uh, you, you know, these these uh, uh, mayors and, and uh, uh, council members of this, that, and other. Once the heat started coming to them, you know, that's who they call, oh, and, yeah. and 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 things got squared away immediately. And, and so uh, it's all hypocritical. It's all it's all, and it's all you know. Uh, it's it's almost like a sport to the media. And so you can talk police reform all you want to, right. but until you tell me exactly what what do you mean by reform, you know? And it's like, uh, and it's kind of like we were talking about the, the other night, Dave, when we messaged back and forth, yeah. you know? Um, I, and the reason I sent it on the messenger is because I didn't want to offend that dude, but you <laughs> know, I, I can't stand I can't stand Monday morning quarterbacks. Right. I can't stand it, knowing that they've never walked in the shoes that I ever walked in. You know, and also, you know, what a lot of people don't understand or take into into mind is that what just happened ten minutes before anything broke out. Right. Yeah, you because know, we could, I could be, I could be doing absolutely nothing, and and fifteen minutes before I was supposed to get off fifth, you know, all of a sudden, you know, shots fired right. or whatever. 
You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I'm going from zero to a hundred in in seconds, and uh, you know, it, it, and it's crazy. Um, and so, but those are things uh, uh, they don't take into consideration. But you can also you can also get be guaranteed that uh, probably less than one or two percent of anything up there in Washington D.C. have any use for for law enforcement. They hate them. I always think there's room for improvement. There's room for improvement in everything. That's not reformation. No. There there needs yeah. to be I think training. Just listening to some of the, you know, story you ever listen to Jocko? No. He's a uh, ex Navy SEAL and he he's on Rogan a lot. And they okay. they've talked they've kind of gone back and forth a lot. And he he talks about training training um as far as uh he he thinks Okay, I guess to back it up a little bit, I always have viewed there's no such thing as an unarmed encounter. Right. If you're with an officer, the officer has a gun. Yeah. Well, there's a gun there. Right. Yes. If you are physically trying to assault me, right. you have a gun, potentially. So there's no exactly. such thing as an unarmed anymore. Yep. So the point is to eliminate the... I guess if you're wanting to look at uh, using a lethal force as a last alternative, then there needs to be, you need to be a better trained. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it doesn't just come down to the training, which he said a lot of it is the training. He, his example was that he always felt that 20% of every week should be some sort of a, a physical combat situation, physical hands-on altercation interaction. So that it's a constant fresh and because he, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and he talks yeah. about it, just him taking some time off from rolling. And then when he comes back, he just knows how quick that the, the cobwebs come in and that you're yeah. kind of caught off guard. He said, so take somebody in a small town, take a look like a town where we live in. Yeah. I bet the officers in this town don't have to physically interact with somebody that often. Not compared right. to some areas. Right. Um, so when it does happen, it is definitely going to take them off, catch them off guard, and they're not going to be prepared. Right. So if they're not trained pr- physically well enough, they're not physically fit enough, and then they're not comfortable because it's kind of they've got that that ring rust that they're right. not ready. Um, right. Your only option, especially when they start taking away, we're going to take away knees. We're going to take away chokeholds. We're going to take away all of these less lethal alternatives. And then if you have to defend yourself with your weapon, they're not going to stand behind you. I agree with you. They're not going to stand behind you. The majority majority of the brass throughout the United States. United States are not going to stand with what their men begin with, but right. that's neither here nor there. I think Wolfie's the, got the, something. The, the callous thing with your scenario that you put forward uh, just a few minutes ago is the fact that there's going to be some people out there that are going to be so just heartless as to say something along the lines of, well, he knew what he was getting into when he signed up to be a cop. Well, yeah, I've heard that, that before. You know, and, and, right. and you'll hear that. But then yeah. when you flip the coin to somebody like, right. you know, Bri- Brianna Taylor, who got hooked up with a bunch of drug dealers and ends up dead. Right. Yep. If you yep. say that about her. All oh, I've said that a hundred times about her. You're just a callous mm-hmm. SOB and you just don't care. 
Here we can play a real yeah. quick. Here we can play a real quick news clip of uh, a Breonna Taylor one from the news just recently, still reporting how she was shot and murdered, and they still call her an EMT even though she hadn't been an EMT for years. Well, they got to make her look like a public servant. Right. Got to make her look look better than what she actually was. Right. She's you know they, she, it's a drug dealing woman that got killed or someone that's involved in drug dealing. And that we can't let that we can't spin that scenario. But hey, right. this lady that used to be an EMT, we can. Well, you she know, we she can knew get, how to pick men. We can get pub. Yeah. We can get public yeah. sympathy for that. Her her first boyfriend, you know, was a pretty good dealer, and her second boyfriend knew how to use her as a shield. Right. So she knew yeah. how to pick men. Yeah, oh, but yeah. see, but Real but winners. but it goes back. You got to take responsibility for your actions. Well. We're in, we're in a second or almost a third generation of people. Now, this is scary. Think about this. Or maybe even into the third generation of people who don't take responsibility for anything. Right. No. You know, Nothing's their circumstances, their fault. Their circumstances is based on, okay, well, that didn't happen, or this wasn't given to me, or that should have been offered to me, or, you know, somebody should have stood me up. You know, and so, so that's what that's what we're dealing with, and, and that's what uh, the the police are dealing with. And Dave, to get to your point about on reform, when you start talking about you know physical fitness and, and so on and so forth, if you make it a requirement, and this is going to be shocking. Uh, well, I don't know. You'll probably get it. Wolfie will understand it. Is that if you if you have a standard, okay, right. uh, then you have as as an agency. Right. You have to provide the equipment or whatever that they can maintain that standard. Right. To me, money is the answer to the biggest part of it. it well, that's and that's the thing. Because if, you're going to have so, to be throwing. But we're throwing right now trillions of dollars at non-existent problems. Exactly. How about well, we? I mean, you got, how about we you throw a few billion many, at some real problems? Right. Right. Well, because you gotta you gotta be able to count whiskers on a walrus, okay? <laughs> and that and that norm, and that normally takes about what three and a half mil yeah. for that. So, so but but the, the reform that you're talking about, yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100. percent That uh, and and there was a case study. Uh, there was a, a, a police officer in Washington D.C. This is probably about 25, 30 years ago, and uh, he'd gotten morbidly obese. Well, I don't say morbidly. He got he was a fat body, yeah. and uh, got in a fight, and started losing the fight, and uh, shot and killed the dude. Okay, right. and so what happened was come back, and they looked at at him, and they were like, "You're a fat body." You know, what are you out there doing to begin with? And so he wasn't found. There was no criminal charges. But uh, the individual that he shot and killed, their family collected off of the city because that guy was a fat body and they didn't provide any means to help him not be a fat body. Right. So it, it's there. But right. what, it boils, what it boils down to is um, – because the police are a necessary evil, they don't give a crap if we died if if, if a cop dies dead in his car with a heart attack. Right. Well, they, they don't even they really don't even care if the citizens die. I well, mean, that's true too. really, when it comes down to it, all all of it is smoke and mirrors. 
that yeah. as long as we can present a story that's going to get us elected next term is exactly. all that matters. Yeah, exactly. But and and so and it's just like if there's any type of investment, uh, politicians, you know, they're buttholes. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't drive a penny nail in there, you know. And so they it's and and especially local governments. Local governments are even the worst. Do you really think uh, that Bristol, Virginia, and Taco, this is where we're from, uh, the, the city council would want to approve, uh, you know, let's say an extra, uh, I don't know, 50 grand to uh, allow police officers to go to the gym? <laughs> you would think that would be a small investment for them, but no, they, they wouldn't. <laughs> Oh gosh, no! Uh-uh. Absolutely uh, not. Well, see, they, they don't want to. They don't want to pay you that well, but then they expect you to pick that up <laughs> right. on your own dime. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, because if they see, if they really thought that the police were the heroes and and everything that they actually they get out and they say that they are, then they would want to provide a better support system for them. Exactly, it's a no brainer. But yeah. no, they don't want to do that. They want to okay, you know, look. You've done your thing at the academy. You've met your standards there, and we yep. encourage you to continue keeping up the standard. But yep. uh, we're not going to like yeah, we, actually. You, yeah, they don't want to go beyond encourage. Yeah, because yeah. beyond yeah. encourage yeah. requires some uh, financial commitment. Action. Yeah, yeah, there has to be action Listen. after encouragement. Yep. See, Jocko <laughs> even took it so far as he felt every single certified officer should be a minimum blue belt in jujitsu. Well, that's that's just because you know he's trying to be tough. Well, no, uh, he just thinks that <clears throat> the more confident you are hand to hand that way, right? More the the easier so it is to de-escalate. Is, right, right. Yet again, what you're talking about is number one: um, who who wants to go and get beat up on on a jujitsu floor every week? <laughs> right. Not many, if any. You know. That's a, that's a personal preference. That's, well, that's why there would have to be a financial incentive. The 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 salary well, would have to the salary would have to be an incentive for it too. Okay, and now especially I'm, I'm, especially if you well, spend twelve hour shifts either all day or all night working. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that, that's part of your twenty percent weekly hand to hand training. So you 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 you're He's saying so so like if you're working a if you're working a five on, hour shift hold on all right you're expecting a municipality to basically pay you to not be out doing your job yes to be trained somewhere training yes it's twenty percent I get it say a five yeah, day I, mean, I can a, see it a five day week one day in social one day in physical three days working. Never happen. No, it'll never happen. Never happen. But that's why I said, that's why he said that was his ideal situation. If you were wanting to say, how are we going to train people to physically handle themselves and psychologically be able to handle themselves? You're still going to have those outliers who are just evil people. You're always going to have bad cops, just like you are always going to have criminals. Uh, The movie Clockwork Orange kind of showed that. Right. But so that's always going to happen. But then... That's not what they're focusing on a lot now. Isn't those evil ones? They're focusing on, in my opinion, a lot of them are good cops that were in a situation that got out of hand. Mm-hmm. And 
most of them, in my opinion, didn't even look like they did anything that out of the ordinary. But now, because most of the time, it's usually because it's a white officer and a black suspect that because you can pull up you know, every single one of the reverse, the news doesn't cover any of those. If it's a black officer that shot a white person, nothing because it doesn't right. fit the you story. Don't hear it. You don't hear it. And if you ever mention, no. you know, no. well, more people, more white people are killed by officers every year than, than black. Well, they're, you know, they're saying, well, you got to look at the percentage of the population. No, we look at the percentage of violent interactions with the police, exactly. which is 50-50 yes. as far as how it breaks down. So based off of that, then most police now are too hesitant to even interact in some cases. Yeah. Exactly. So as soon yeah. as it looks like it's going to start turning that way, they just, nope, I'm out. Have uh, Have you ever listened or, or watched Larry Elder? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but. Larry Elder um, is, is a, uh, a black conservative. And Larry Elder will dismantle any propaganda. Was, was he on about- Candace Owens not too long ago? He probably he's he yeah he used to be. Do you remember when old Leo Terrell was just diehard? You know, I'm talking about Leo. Uh, Leo Terrell used to show up on Hannity, on on Hannity's program, and you had Leo on one side and Larry Elder was on the other. That doesn't sound familiar. Larry Elder will absolutely dismantle any type of of uh, with statistics. Of you know this narrative that the white police officers are uh, hunting black men. Yeah, yeah. I just that I just watched that Candace Owens one of him of her just a week or two ago. It's an older yeah. video, but yeah. Here's yeah. Here, but, here's but, the crappy part about that is even though you've got these statistics and you tell people these things, they just blatantly just ignore it and like you know oh well, you're but, such an evil person for even bringing that up. Right. How dare you bring up the truth? Uh, right. Exactly. That has no place in what we're talking about here. <laughs> I had a discussion about some people when all this stuff happened with George Floyd, and uh, they wanted to talk about this movie called The 13th. And it's supposedly, it's about, you know, that there's still slavery going on in America because in the 13th Amendment, it says that you can hold someone in involuntary servitude if they've broken the law. Now, back when right. they wrote that amendment to the Constitution, uh, if you committed a crime and you went to jail, that. you were expected mm-hmm. to work. I read that. You just didn't right. get to lay around and not do anything right. at all. You were expected to do, to do something, make yeah. you know little rocks out of big ones or whatever, you know. But you were expected to do something. Go yeah, chop that's down called trees. Slavery go, now, you know, work something. You were expected to do some kind of work, and now they don't. And I tried to explain to this person that I was having this conversation with that if there's someone working in the facility that I work in. It's because they volunteered to do it because they want to be able to keep get out busy hands, you know, yeah, yeah get yeah. out number one and keeping busy doing something with their hands working helps pass the time, you know, and, and sometimes they get, I think, you know, money kicked back to help pay their, you know, their, their fines and stuff like that. There's that aspect of it too. But I mean, there's not, we don't force anyone to go out and do anything. Right. For our work. The, the if they if if they want to be a trustee, they volunteer for it and they come forward and say, Hey, I would like to be a trustee. 
I want to work in the kitchen. I want to go and be on one of the outside work crews, which we don't have those going right now, but they're talking about starting them back up again. But, but everybody right. has all volunteered those, all those, all, It's all volunteer. That's what I was going to say. All those programs are volunteer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And I was talking to a guy that he, he worked in a prison and uh, before he came, came to the jail. And uh, he was saying that they had what was called family day at the prison. And they would bring these people in, you know, they're, they're incarcerated and they would say, okay, you know, we're going to teach you how to do something, you know, say like woodworking. And so they would, they would, you know, they would provide the lumber, they would provide all the tools that they needed. And I think they would provide some type of instruction on how to do woodworking. And uh, he was saying that some of the things that these people, these, these inmates made inside a prison were just amazing. And they, and on family days, they would bring out the things that they made. They could sell them. The huh. uh, facility would get half of the the price for you know supplying the the wood, the yeah. training, the tools, and everything like that. And the other half would go to the inmate, which the money would go on his books so that he could buy comfort items, you know, like a candy bar or you know some coffee or whatever, or a TV to go in his cell. <clears throat> the, and I'm uh, like, how is that? How is that involuntary servitude? He's getting paid to do what he's doing. He's He's not being held in slavery. Now, he is being held against his will because, you know, given the opportunity, I'm sure he wouldn't stay in, in prison. But well, not he, got taught, he got taught how to do woodworking, and then he was able to sell his wares and get paid for it. Yep. And I could not get this across to this, this woman that I was talking to. She was just so just... And I'm like, and she, like I said, she, she she wanted me to talk about the 13th and stuff like that. She's like, just watch this movie, <laughs> just watch it. And there's all these, and I and I was like, okay, fine. So I went out and I found a critique on it, and there were like all these fallacies. They're like, oh, they've basically they've gotten rid of parole, and I'm like, no, they haven't gotten rid of parole. I know because a lot of yeah. the people that we have incarcerated right now are incarcerated in jail because they're in there because of parole violations. They were offered parole to begin with, and. And they still can stay out of trouble, and they ended up back in jail because they violated themselves. Well, you know, but there's just yeah, people you just can't talk to because if your information guys, is I, different from what they believe, they don't believe. Right, right. You know, to, to get to, she eventually to, unfriended to give, me. To give you an idea of of the mentality, uh, my last contract, Dave, is I contracted. I was I was doing diplomatic security at the embassy in Kabul, Afghanistan. Okay. At the time, the embassy in Kabul was the, the highest mark for terrorism yeah. in the world. Okay. Now, you're in a uh, country, number one, th- they hate you. And it, it's not, you know, they hate you. Right. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm inside the embassy grounds. There was there were several of us standing. We were just waiting. And you know when uh, somebody is in a crowd, a, a, a crowd of these these uh, people were walking, and when one of them breaks from the crowd, you know that's a deliberate act. Right. So now, mind you, this is the this is the mentality. Had a lady walk up to us. Okay, she was one of she was one of the bureaucrats, and said, "I don't know if I'm comfortable with being in an environment." With all these guns. Now, that's the mentality. You're in you're in Kabul, Afghanistan, and at the top of the hat, 
you know, they would have taken her, gang raped her, and put her on a video. Yeah. Okay. But You're in hostile because, territory. You're in hostile territory. I mean, that's the exactly. definition of hostile. If you don't have guns pointing out, they're just going to come in and get you and do whatever you want to with you. So, so this, so this lady, you know, took it upon herself to come and let us know, you know, that she's not comfortable that we have guns. Is what she was saying, you know. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. I mean, and, I get it. She's the same type thing. Yeah, that would have her personal security be on so, as long as no one else is. So, so think about that. Think about the mentality of some uh, uh, lib. You know that we had, you know, because most of those jobs, uh, all the higher ups naturally are appointed by by the, the administ- presidential administration, your your uh, your ambassadors and so on and so forth. But the the average worker that works for these people, uh, you know, these higher ups, they have the same mentality, and so and and but to think that <laughs> you're not comfortable with. Because I was there to make sure that she, you know she didn't get killed. Right. You know, um, it, <laughs> that's what you're dealing with. That, well, yeah, and these politicians they live in a fantasy world because everywhere they go, like your your higher ups, like even in our government, like Pelosi and stuff like that, they've got their own little you know FBI, CIA, whatever their escort is, and they're all armed. And they live in this little fantasy world of, you know, uh, you know, and they go wherever they want to. Yeah. And they don't have to worry about nobody bothering them. So they don't and think like, anybody well, in the real world needs protection. It, exactly. So they don't understand, you know, right. it's like when they came to Marie Antoinette and she said, well, let them eat cake because right. so she had right. cake all over the place. And she didn't understand why they didn't have cake all right. over the place. Well, it's kind of like AOC talking you know, about the only reason the people were rioting and stealing stuff was because hungry. right they were hungry if we just gave them bread to make sandwiches that they would be they mm-hmm. all this would stop it's like that's not how the no, world it works they're not, and if you, know, you look if you look at the rioters they weren't coming out with loaves of bread and jars of peanut butter and jelly or apple <laughs> no. butter they were going in and getting TVs and shoes and clothes and, and you know None of them. I didn't see. I didn't see a single rioter this past summer go into like a Walmart and come out with a bag of groceries. No, but I did watch a bunch of them riot at the Five Below. And so, if you're going to riot in a store, why are you going to head to a store that's full of five dollar items? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> that's just crazy. Block at the time. Yeah. Guys, I mean, you know, the long and short of it is that um, it, it, you could critique any agency, any police agency. You could critique them all day long, okay? Right. But the bottom line is that the first line of defense in this country is law enforcement. Right. First line of, I mean, period. Mm-hmm. It's not the military. It's the police. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they've done is they've uh, demonized them. And, uh, and and now you know taking away their funding, you know, and, and uh, so what you're going to get is uh, 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 chaos. Um, but, but my point was that they think <clears throat> that those the a person that's having a, a mental problem, a mental issue, if we mm-hmm. just sent um, a social, social worker. worker. That they're going to right. fix it, um, that they can handle it, and you know, just shifting 
But either way, they're still not wanting to put any more funds in. They're just sh- thinking that if we just shift funds into areas. Exactly. And it's just mm-hmm. because they think, as a whole, people are good. Um, <laughs> instead of, no, people are sinful and evil. Um, Inherent to, inherently right. evil. Right. So, mm-hmm. if left to their own, that's what's going to happen. But like, like we said with AOC with the sandwiches, she thinks that no, no, it doesn't matter money. It doesn't matter anything. People are going to steal because people steal. If given yes, the opportunity, a lot of people will do horrible things. And, yeah. then some and if people, you get a bunch of people in a big crowd like that, and they figure that they're in, in the crowd, there's going to be a level of anonymity. Right. That, that just creates the opportunity. Right. I'll go in and I'll get whatever I want and I'll leave and there will be no consequences because they won't be able to pick me out of a crowd. Exactly. Unless you do it to the Capitol. Then they'll spend yes. every dollar hunting yep. down every single person and every cell phone photo, every tweet, <laughs> every Instagram picture, every post. And if and if I was a lawyer, I would start off my defense of my client in that situation. As you know, here's Nancy Pelosi during the Kavanaugh uh, riots back just a few years ago, saying that it's the people's house and they have a right to be here. So in that case, the people's house, it's okay to come up there. And they actually did more damage than I think the guys, the people that were doing it this time, because I don't remember anybody starting a fire this time inside the building. Right. Right. So, you know, so either it is the people's house and the people have a right to come into the Capitol or it's not. Which means if it was that all the people, people that went in, then you need to be prosecuting them also. Randy, if and it was just, the people's house, if it was the people's house, there wouldn't be fans uh, with the Constantina wire on it. Well, that's true too. Yeah, they're they're all uh, opposed to a wall except for the one around the Capitol. Exactly. Except for the one around them that's protecting them. Right, they're all for that wall, but a wall that's actually going to protect the people that sent them there. Here's something else. I heard that. The uh, all the materials to build the wall have been paid for, and they're there. If I was like, say, the governor of Texas or the governor of New Mexico or Arizona or whatever the border states down there, I was thinking one of them had had started construction again. That they went ahead and started doing it. If the materials are already there, I would like activate the you know Army National Guard, uh, Texas. National Guard, whatever it is, and get the Corps of Engineers and say, all right, guys, your two weeks of training, you know, this is what you're going to be doing. You're going to be finishing the wall, and you're going to be working well, on that. And I might even activate them full-time until we get it finished. That would be the, me. Uh, because if the materials are already paid for, if they're just laying there, you're, you're just wasting at that point. So go ahead and finish what you started. And I don't see where anybody... I mean, if, if I'm the governor of Texas, this is my border with another country. And I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm finishing what was started and I'm doing it to protect my citizens. Mm-hmm. You, you, you could, you could spin that so many different ways, but that's what I would do. I would just go ahead and finish it. The, uh, yeah, no, I'm with you on that one, Randy. I, I don't know. I, I think they want, uh, uh, to, to flood the country with people that'll vote Democrat. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's that. But, and here's something else that's just totally stupid about the whole border situation is they're like, come on up, you know, we're not, it's, it's okay. And blah, blah, blah. 
and they're telling us that we got to wear masks and we got to social distance and, and we got to do all this stuff. You know, we got to shut down our economy. But the little dude that walks up from New Mexico or somewhere down in South America up through Mexico and then hits the border and has COVID, they just let them loose. Yeah, come on into the country. Go ahead, spread your COVID. We don't care. But if you're an actual citizen, don't you dare come out without your mask on. Don't you, you know. No, that's your being bad. But you, Mr. You know, illegal alien, come on in. Go ahead. We don't care if you got COVID. Go just into that. Na- there, right over there. Go into that community and just spread your filth and nastiness Go over there. Go ahead. We don't care. Because we don't care about those people. Really, we just don't. Well, and what's sad is they don't care about us either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't care about us <laughs> on the, just the, the bottom of And here's the really weird. It, I got to thinking about the way our government is set up. And in Great Britain, the government derives its power from the queen, king or the queen, from the crown. Right. That's, right. that's, the, that's the sovereign. And I'm not, I don't want to sound like a sovereign citizen because I think they're a bunch of wackadoodles. <laughs> gotcha. But in America, the sovereign in this country isn't the crown. It's the people. The people. It's us. Mm-hmm. It's us. Yep. Period. You derive you're derived the just powers from the people that you rule over or that you, that you're there representing. We send you there to represent us to the government. And this, the, the federal government didn't create the States. The States created the federal government. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the Royal family got a, is oddly enough in the news a lot right now. It's a really <laughs> good distraction, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, By the yeah. time it's over, it'll be another Princess Diana. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear yeah. that. Oh my gosh! No, I heard a rather, I heard a rather interesting comment about because they were talking about this the the woman that the the prince married and Meghan Markle. Yeah, basically, if you're going to if you're going to abuse someone, you remove them from their family. And that's basically yeah. what she's done. She's like, "Oh, we're not going to we're not going to be royals anymore. We're going to move over here to America." Right. And you basically, he's, she's basically taking him from his where he has support and where you know, from his family and just moved him out and put him somewhere else here in America. And now she's she's isolated him from the rest of the family. And so now all the information and everything is coming through her. It's it's an abusive relationship, in my opinion. Yeah. But that was a good Oprah spot that when she was on there. Uh, yeah, totally yeah, I love it. I've, I've got I've got two royal people sitting uh, up on a you know thing with a billionaire. A, yeah, a, I, a billionaire I saw a, a, a talking perfect, about oh you know are your babies going to come out a little bit brown? I saw. A perfect, I don't know, are they? Yeah, I saw. Who a cares? Meme about that. You see the two royals sitting over here on a pile of British money, saying oh. Life is just so rough, and then Oprah's over here on a giant pile of American dollars, saying, "Oh, I can relate to it," you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, can, it's I amazing how we're Jesus. both so oppressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've actually, when I go into some stores, I have to open the door myself. And I know y'all don't believe that, but I have to actually open my own door sometimes when I go shopping. Automatic door. If I actually do decide to. If I do actually decide to go shopping and not send my assistant out to pick up what I need, I like to do things for my husband or my wife or whoever it is and, and go and do something nice for them. And so I'll go out and pick something out myself. Don't you just miss the good old days when Tiger King was as bad as it got? 
<laughs> Good old Tiger King. Uh, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe we should start. You know, uh, free, free Tiger King. There you go. He thought he was getting. Uh, he thought for sure that he was going to be. Uh, um, yeah, that Trump was going to uh, pardon him. Yeah. Did you? Um, have you seen? He that? had the li- the limo was outside waiting for him. Did you? Uh, <laughs> did you see his like official Facebook page? It's ran by his boyfriend or family. Oh, the day after it didn't happen, it he flipped. He flipped pages real quick. Oh, Joe Biden, he'll let me out. Donald Trump. Da, 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 da. <laughs> That's just he's oh. crazy. Um. Well, okay. Well, we probably should wrap this up. It's been going long. No, I hate to keep you all too late, but uh, like I say, Dottie, yeah, when we get together, <clears throat> I, I I like doing this podcast just for the sake of I like to talk. I like to talk about stuff, and we uh, use it as an excuse to get together and talk. Pretty much. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So Nothing wrong with that at all. You're welcome anytime you want to come on here, man. Talk to you all later. Right, I'll see you. Okay, I'll see you guys. Nice all to right. meet you, man. All right. Yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap it up then. Um, uh, you can catch us wherever you catch all your podcasts at. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Anchor, all the usual places. Uh, give us a like and a review. Five-star rating would be nice. Um, follow us on uh, Instagram at Socially Sense. Follow us on Twitter at Socially Sense. Um, These things, I think, still exist. Yep, masks still available. Um, go to sociallysensitive.com, follow our Facebook group, Socially Sensitive Podcast. Good night, Mr. Wolfie. See you, Taco. You have a good day tomorrow. You too, my man. Adios. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive.com and on Twitter at Socially Sense. Thanks again, and see you next time.